This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Hello everyone. Takaho. Selamat datang. Konnichiwa. Hola. Annyeonghaseyo. Assalamu alaikum. And Kiora. Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz. Yeah. Just stop acting like you didn't hear me or Yo, sorry, I'm going to turn into a little bit of a girl I know what's up on your mind, stop for it and tell me I, I, I want, yo, baby, I, I, I want, yo, baby, I, I, I want, yo You're singing, but I got you singing, oh Olivia Foreman, um, a new friend I met 
at the Asian New Zealand Foundation um, induction. She's one of the new members. And we had such great chats um, over the weekend, which was a month ago. So I'm really excited to bring her on the show uh, so I can get to know her more. And you guys can hear the amazing things she does um, during her time. Kia ora, Olivia. Oh, kia ora. Oh, my goodness. This is so wholesome already. <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle it. Um, yeah. Kia ora, thank you for having me on board. It's such a like long time coming. And I was like, man, I just I really need to get to know Arena. So it works out well. <laughs> um, I remember the first conversation we had. You actually mm-hmm. um, complimented on my outfit. <laughs> it's very important. The color scheme is so on point. <laughs> Um, I love it when people realize um, then what I wear. I don't know. It's like because um, it's very. Um, I do it on purpose. Like it makes mm. me feel good. And when someone compliments it, I feel like okay, that we can be friends. <laughs> I love it so much. You know, I um, I similarly, I'm like oh, I, I try to put a lot of effort into what I'm wearing. But I, I kind of think of it as like themes. So mm. sometimes I'll have like you know Howl's Moving Castle theme. <laughs> like, but bonus points if anyone picks up on that. You know? Yeah, that's so cool. So good. Um. Something else that I that like that was like pointed out to me that mm-hmm. um you did your introductions with a poem, so that was really interesting. Um, I know that you write poems, and um, later during the show, would we be able to listen to one of your poems that you write? Yeah, absolutely. I went through my my history of all the poems I've written, and I was like, I think I've got the perfect one for today. So, <laughs> yay! Yeah. Um, so for our listeners out there, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, sure. So, kia ora, kumusta, annyeonghaseyo. My name's Olivia. Um, I'm 26 years old. Recently, I had to, someone asked me how old I was and I got it wrong. <laughs> but anyway, um, I live in Te Whanganui Atara, Wellington. Um, and I see myself as a community builder, um, a diversity and inclusion advocate, a plant mum, and yeah, just so many things. I, I love so many things. So I'm, I'm super excited to be here. And yeah, thank you for having me on board. Yay! You are really fun to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) So I couldn't get enough of you, so which is why I'm bringing you here today, so we can have more chats. Mm -hmm. Um, So we met at the Asian New Zealand Foundation Leadership Network uh, induction. How is that going for you? Oh, it's super amazing. Like, I'm the kind of person who just loves opportunities you know someone's like oh here's this workshop here's this thing I'm like yeah I'm there I'm there I'm there (laughs) um and so it's really cool being in the Asian New Zealand Foundation Network it's such it's got such a long title but um, (laughs) I I love it so much because yeah like just also being able to connect with people who love a lot of the things that you also love um you know I think I was really drawn to you as well in your introduction because you were saying that you know you have a podcast and you talk a lot about cultural identity and I was like I need to go talk to this person immediately (laughs) so I think that's cool that you can always connect with someone about something even if they're operating in a different sphere for you sphere from you um so love it Mm. (laughs) and yeah quite new to the network too so it's, it's nice hearing about how other people have engaged with the network who have been there for longer. Yes, and there's so much opportunities that you'd mm. uh, be able to attend. And um, all the networks you make, you know, the friends you'll make along the way. Um, 
something I like that you mentioned was, you know, people who are part of the network, they're all very different, um, mm. but they all have quite similar why. Like, why yeah. are, you, are they doing it, even though the what is different? Yes, yeah, mm. that's definitely, I think, what I was trying to articulate. It didn't quite get there, so mm. thank you. No, no it's, um, and it's just really cool to me people really like really activated people and I feel like it gives you a lot of strength and a lot of hope like oh okay the world is in good hands and it was nice because I feel like I almost ran out of time to meet everyone I needed to meet or wanted to meet <laughs> there is no way that you'd um, get to know everyone there mm. Mm, I think every but, a lot of things happen like um, outside of the events mm. hmm like this. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's Look, at us. <laughs> Look at us showing an example of how you can connect after meeting. Putting <laughs> it into action. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so what do you currently do? Um, do you work? Yeah, I absolutely do. <laughs> um, so I'm a design analyst. Um, so I'm all about data. I work um, at Stats NZ. Um, so I probably should also make it clear that anything I talk about today is my opinions, not necessarily Stats NZ. Um, but yeah, so I do that. I work in, um, that's my full-time job. But then on the side, I guess I'm really involved in a lot of employee-led networks. So set up Pan-Asian network at Stats this year. Um, previously involved with the Women's Network, still linked in there. And yeah, I guess outside of work, what are the things I love to do? I love writing. Mm. So sometimes I'll write some articles, write some blogs. Um, it's really hard to find something that I don't love. <laughs> you know? mm. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm doing. So very like sits in the analytical space currently, but also really involved in the creative space. So kind of a fun combo mm, that's something that we had a chat about when we met um mm. how you're interested in these two different spectrums like mm. a stats <laughs> spectrum yeah. and at the end it's like creative poetry um how is that going for you i think it's better the more that i learn to embrace that they don't actually have to fight against one another mm. um that you can actually bring elements of both into whatever you're doing um so yeah i think it's really cool that i'm involved in a lot of these networks um at work as well because i feel like that's also tapping more into that creative side more into that people connecting side because what i do in my day-to-day -day job is very um it's all about um price index theory so it's like highly technical right so mm. it's really nice that i can kind of serve my needs I guess and making sure that I do all of these different things yeah and that balance is quite important as well mm. to um, make you feel excited about you know everything else in life yeah definitely mm. um, so what made you be what made you go towards stats um, what was the pathway that you go through to get where you are today yeah, so I studied economics and finance and econometrics at university. And so, again, kind of in that technical space. And so I was really interested in, I guess I guess the reason that I took that degree was I was like, you know, I'm really interested in people and how they work, but also, yeah, understanding, like, I guess, models of how society works and how, how it all fits together. So 
when I went to stats, I was like, well, I'm really looking for that like economic connection. So I work in a macroeconomic statistic area. So that's kind of my pathway in. Um, I always knew that I wanted to work in the public sector, um, mostly because I was like, yeah, like these people are making a difference. And I love that. And I think I was really drawn to stats in particular because it's, I'm always about getting to the core of like the why, like why are things happening? And I think at first, when I'm back, if you ask that like, university, Olivia, like, oh, what do you want to do? I was like, yeah, I want to be in policy. Like that's where all the, you know, change making mm. happens. Not understanding at the time what I needed was like a, I guess, a more solid foundation in well, actually, we need data, we need statistics, we need these things in order to make accurate decisions, in order to um, make sure that the things that we're trying to accomplish are actually effective. We need a kind of benchmark. And so I found myself absolutely in love with (laughs) this Mm. idea of working on macroeconomic statistics. So, yeah. That's so cool that, you know, you found a place that makes you light up, you know, basically. Mm. Hmm. Um, so you brought songs for us today, you know, I, um, this show is supposed to be fun and, you know, we talk about (laughs) different, um, aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, so what was the song that you brought for us today? Oh, is this number one song? Yes. (laughs) So I think the first song I picked was El Mismo Sol. Is that right? Mm. By um, Alvaro Soler and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. How exciting. Fun combo. Um, And it is a song in Spanish. And I really like the song because it's all about how, you know, we live all under the same sun. And, you know, really, like, our differences are things that can unite us. And, um, yeah, and it's just honestly just feel good as well. Like good lyrics, good good vibes. So mm. that's why I picked it. And a perfect song for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly because it's like raining today. So. <laughs> yeah, it's quite sad in Dunedin as well. We've been having floods as well. Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> it's horrible here. <laughs> yeah. So perfect time for the song. You know? Yeah. Um, so we'll be right back after the song break. Del este 
lo que conteste Del este hasta oeste Y bajo el mismo sol Ahora nos vamos Y juntos You're back on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. I'm Arina, and I'm here with Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Woo! Yay! Hi. <laughs> Thank you for the song that you brought for us today. Um, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, Amazing. <laughs> let's talk about culture. Mm-hmm. That's something that um, is something that I've always wanted to talk to you about because mm-hmm. you know you're mixed and um mm-hmm. i think that's a very interesting situation to be in um <laughs> and i'm sure there are life experiences that you've had that certain people didn't um mm-hmm. so let's talk about that um how would you define your cultural identity amazing love the hard-hitting questions <laughs> um so <laughs> yes i identify as an asian new zealander so um my mum is Filipino and my dad is Pakeha. Um, but it wasn't until quite recently that I was like, you know what? I'm actually made up of so many more people <laughs> than just my parents. And so that's been a bit of a journey for me. Um, but I think I really identify with being an Asian New Zealander because um, I guess it's 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 an odd situation because you're almost identifying with a minority and a majority at the same time. Mm. And sometimes it feels like one group might see you as the other side and then the other group, you know, so it's, it's mm. a bit funny in that way. But also I think it's, it's, it's really been this continuous journey of feeling like, well, you know, you can be enough of anything that you are you don't have to be one or the other and that's kind of what I was touching on with the creative analytical thing before as well um so it's it it is is really cool to feel like you can really relate to um many different things um I I kind of like losing my train of thought but Yeah, does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Um, I've had conversations with people who are like you, like half and half. Mm -hmm. Um, They said that, you know, I don't see myself as half and half. I see myself as whole and whole. Mm. So that's a really interesting um, take on their identity um, because you don't want to diminish some of your culture Mm -hmm. um, to make fit for the other half, you know? Yeah. Mm. And I feel like when I make the most impact or when I'm feeling the most myself is when I am embracing both all of the sides. Yeah. Um, again, remembering that they don't have to be at odds with one another. Um, you can bring both to the table. So. Yeah. And also realizing that there are more similarities with those cultures than mm. there are differences. Um, that's something we realized during the um, event as well, the foundation event, that we all come together and we all have such more, so many more um, similarities than we are different. Absolutely. And I think particularly connecting with, like, within the Asian communities, it's like, you know, we, we, there's similarities, like, 
sharing um, connection over food. Mm. <laughs> and, family. You know, yeah. Family, yeah. There's those connections. Like, you know, I can rock up to you and say, how are you going today? And people can quite openly tell me. And, and it's really nice. Mm. Um, how was that like growing up um, in New Zealand? Um, was was there a point in time when it was hard to grasp with having two cultures? I feel like, yeah, probably when you start to become more aware of it. So probably around like university time, I was suddenly like, oh, I can kind of choose what I'm identifying with or what pathways that I go on. But kind of prior to that like in primary school and stuff like that it was fine I, I guess I had now that I think about it my group of friends was actually probably quite multicultural mm-hmm. um, but I didn't really realize that at the time and thankfully no one really made me feel any different for mm-hmm. that um, but it wasn't until I kind of got to university where it suddenly becomes like oh I am different from some people particularly and this is a very specific instance but particularly in small conversations you have with people who don't know you um and like as I guess a a young adult like I remember (laughs) this really odd situation where I went into a retail store with my group of friends mostly Malaysian and Singaporean friends and we, we rock up to the store this person immediately was like I bet you I can guess your ethnicity I was like, um, okay, all right. And it was, was, to be fair, I felt really embarrassed for them by the end of that conversation. (laughs) Why would you do that? (laughs) Because also, why is that relevant? Um, But also, I'm just trying to shop for jeans, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You weren't (laughs) expecting that. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's, um, it's, those those moments if you let them can be quite challenging because suddenly you remember like oh so this person sees me only as this thing like Mm. um you know i and it it is funny having questions like you know where are you from and i'll say oh you know i'm i'm from wellington (laughs) and oh no no where are you really from and my heart like Taranaki, I grew up there. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, yeah, they're expecting a really, really from um, answer. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, do I delve into my ancestry? <laughs> like, you know, where do I go with that? But, you know, and, and it's funny to see people when you, you might say, oh, you know, like I, I'm Filipino. And they say, oh, that that's what it is. And I was like, that's, that's well, what is? Like, what, what were you waiting for? I don't yeah. get it. But, um, I've definitely diverged from the original question, but <laughs> it's it's been an interesting thing to navigate anyway. Mm. Um, mm. Just talking about that question, uh, where are you from? Um, I used to be really triggered by that question because mm. um, I grew up in New Zealand and I went back to Malaysia and then mm. I came back. Mm. Um, part of me feels like Dunedin is home, but Malaysia mm. is home too. Yeah. But I just don't like it when people assume that we're not yeah. from here <laughs> yeah you know but <laughs> i grew up here yeah because really... i'm yeah. standing up for my other um muslim friends mm. who actually were born here and mm. wear the hijab um mm. and i want them i want people to understand that you know muslims are born in new zealand you know we're yes. not we're not all refugees I, I really want people to understand that that was like probably two years ago where i felt very um, threatened by that question. Mm. There was 
a time when I was feeling really down. Um, I think it was like the anniversary of the Christchurch attack or something like that. Um, I went to the Marae for an event. Um, our local Marae, Arato Aru Marae here in Dunedin. And um, one of the people from the Marae greeted me with, what's your native tongue? Mm. How beautiful is that? Oh, that's so wonderful. Ah, that is so <laughs> wonderful. I felt... Oh, that was like the best question I've had from some from yeah. a stranger who wants to get to know me, but in a respectful way, yes. um, because they understand that you know um, we speak different languages, and that's mm. more important than what country you came from. You know. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So d- just want to share that story. That is like the most respectful way of asking yeah. someone of their story. Um, yes. Instead of assuming that they're not from here, yeah, mm. that's that's really wholesome, and I love that. And it's like, I think a lot of the times it doesn't come from necessarily bad intentions. Like yeah. people are genuinely trying to be curious, but I think it can go quite, you know, like you say, it can be quite triggering if you're you're always being asked things like, "But why are you asking?" Like, yeah. <laughs> but I, no, I like that kind of reframing. Yeah, your native tongue. Yeah, mm, beautiful. So beautiful. Um, yeah, just want to talk about that and. Um, I think that ties nicely with belonging. Like, mm. um, that's the reason why I I like doing this. You know, I just want to mm. hear about other people's belonging stories and how they feel belong in New Zealand, being um, not necessarily the majority. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I think I definitely get my sense of belonging from the communities that I connect with. It's probably why I love um, networks so much as well. And like, you know, drawn to the leadership network, drawn to the employee-led networks. Um, I think for me, a sense of belonging comes from where you choose to make your home. I think I feel most at home with people. Um, And I think also feeling most at home when you can just feel like you can be yourself for all of the different parts of you. Because like I said before, like there are so many, I used to call them dichotomies in my life, you know, mm. analytical versus creative, Filipino versus Pākehā, like all of these different things. But actually I think my sense of belonging comes from when you're with people who are curious and open-minded and non-judgmental and you can just celebrate yourselves without having to explain who you are, but you can bring it to the table. You know, I can bring uh, my favourite Filipino dessert. Oh my God, it's so if you've never had a leche flan before, I don't know. It's just, anyway, it's like a custody caramel dessert. That sounds um, really good. But I just, I love that the people who make me feel most at home are the ones I can say, yeah, okay, I've made this thing. And they'll say, oh, fantastic. And they'll, they'll you know, yeah. eat it heartily. And it's just really nice when that happens. When you're able to be yourself and not explain, like, anything, you know? It's like, oh, this is part of me, you know? I don't have yeah. to explain why I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just because I, I wasn't questioning it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and so and so I think that's that's really important. Um, and, yeah, I think, I think definitely connecting in with different networks, like even the um, Pan-Asian Public Sector Network, even mm-hmm. connecting in with those kinds of events and people I think also help foster a sense of belonging because people are often sharing experiences like oh you know this is someone said this to me and I'm like oh you're having this experience too and I think those those kinds of things um create a sense of belonging like 
oh, I'm, so I'm not alone in this. Yeah, you just feel normal for once, yeah, right. you know? Yeah, like, um, <laughs> that's beautiful. And something else that we resonated together is, like, the interests we have for different cultures. Yes. Because I know that um, you're interested in Korean culture as well. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> mm. um, and I yeah. saw that you wrote an article for um, Asia... Digest, I think a few uh-huh. weeks ago. Can you tell us about like your connection with the Korean culture? Yeah, absolutely. So I think something that really got me through university was discovering K-pop. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because I'm like, okay, high energy, like it's going to get me through. <laughs> and it did. Um, so I kind of took an interest then. And also at that time was like, I really want to learn a character-based language in university, just on the side, like um, to again to satisfy that creative part of me. So, and I was like, man, Korean so scientific, how beautiful, how like stunning, also phonetically stunning. So, I was like, cool, this is the one for me. Also, K-pop. Also, quite a few of my um, Malaysian Singaporean friends were like really into k-dramas so that, you know and it's like, like you've always got to have that entrance friend right yep. so, <laughs> that one so friend yeah we're gonna watch this thing together i'm like okay yeah sure and then you're like you're sitting there like six hours later like, that's the best thing i've ever seen in yeah. my life <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah so then um kind of after that it, so that was probably i don't know five six years ago but so now i decided oh let, let's pick up korean again um and I've forgotten what your question was. I said I'm really I'm really bad at this. I'll like ta- I'll <laughs> you're, you're into like, the conversation. It's good. <laughs> mm. So I can relate to you when it comes to um, K dramas and K pop. And I think um, for me, I delved into K pop um, during the pandemic. Mm. Um, that was when Crash Landing on You was. Oh. Um, <laughs> was the thing where everyone was watching to get through the pandemic um and uh, of course k-pop um everything else do you have any suggestions for people to listen to or to watch right now just like give us your best ones it's hard to choose i know so difficult you know I was listening to um, your interview with um, Fine and I was like oh my gosh how are you making her choose I don't get it and then now I'm here I'm like oh Um, okay so who who am I really vibing with Um, I really like Seventeen songs Ah. I don't know if you've heard of that group before Um, they're a group of 13 people so it's quite a big group Um, I like them because they write a lot of their own music and they choreograph a lot of their own dances and I just I also love people who can do like a soft kind of concept but also quite an edgy kind of concept so I quite like that um k-dramas oh so I'm watching one at the moment well okay first of all crash landing on you stunning (laughs) beautiful (laughs) anything with piano in it stunning Mm -hmm. anything um but I have been watching one at the moment called Run On. Ah, oh, I um, saw that. Mm. Yeah, and we started it because one of my friends is really into running, and I'm not. So <laughs> Interesting. Like, yeah. Interesting how that was the the hit, you know? Like, okay, yeah. I like running too. Let's watch a running show. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Yeah, okay, let's, let's give it a go. And 
it's actually it's, it's turned out to be quite good i'm like on episode like 15 mm. and you know that's always the the oh where are we going where but I, I, the reason i've enjoyed it is because i haven't really known where it's going a lot of the times i feel like in k-dramas you can kind of anticipate like oh you yeah. know i mean we always know that they're going to end up together but yeah. like <laughs> but what's going to happen in between i don't know so i like that it's kept me guessing mm. um uh, did we also talk about because I we I know we've we've briefly talked about this before, but was it you and I who were talking about Hotel de Luna? Yes. Oh my god, we should talk about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. So Hotel de Luna was my first ever K drama that mm. I watched, and um, I love it. I would recommend that to people who love thriller, um, mm. and like, um, spirituality. I think it's mm. um. It's a show about understanding, um, you know, life. You know, there's more to life than, like, the other material things. Um, so as a recap, like, uh, Hotel de Luna is a ghost. Uh, it's a hotel for ghosts who, um, who have things that they need to settle before they go into their afterlife. Um, so it's a really good show. Uh, I really recommend that for people. It's so good. And the, so once good. again, the fashion. Oh, are you? <laughs> I use fashion is on point. Like, yes. And I, I love the, the spooky vibes. Because yes. it kind of catches you off guard because, you know, the, the drama itself is so beautiful. Yeah. And then suddenly you're like, oh, that ghost actually looks real scary. Yeah. <laughs> but interesting backstories. Yeah, and IU was um, one of the first um, singers that I enjoyed. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know she was a singer until I saw the show. <laughs> That's how I got Amazing. to know her. Yeah. Um, yay, so enough about K-dramas. Let's go on another song break so we can talk about poetry. Um, that's something I really wanted to talk about. Um, so you've got another song for us today? I do. Um this song is called Panoi Ako. Um, it means I'm Filipino. And I picked it because it's a song that I really loved in my childhood. And I didn't really understand the lyrics, but until quite recently I looked them up and I was like, oh, Olivia, empowering yourself to claim your Filipino-ness. Um, so it's all about celebrating who you are um, and just being yourself. And you'll be okay if you're being yourself. So enjoy. And we'll be right back after the song break. Kikita na Iba't ibang kagustuhan 
On Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, I'm Arina, and you're here for Connecting Cultures Features, a show by, for, and about the multicultural people of Dunedin and New Zealand. Uh, I'm here with Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Hello again. Yay! <laughs> um, so the song you brought for us today is called I Am Filipino, uh, Pinoy yep. Ako. Um, can you tell us a bit again, like how that song resonates with you? Yeah, so um, I, well, I mean, it's a song that's purely in Filipino, right? And it's, I think, um, first of all, resonate with a good beat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, That's important. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, but in terms of the words, I think it's very much, I really should have gotten them up before. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, But yeah, whenever I read them, I kind of feel uh quite affirmed in who I am because it is very much like I'm Filipino Filipinos can do so many great things um and really the key to you know being yourself is just embracing who you are and realizing that yeah like you have something to offer to the world and it's just a really I think positive anthem also (laughs) I didn't know this until like yesterday, but when I searched up the song, it's I think it's like the theme song for like Big Brother Panoy or something like that. Yeah. And I, that, that was, I didn't know that. But, <laughs> so I don't actually know how I found the song to begin with as yeah. a young child, but it's always one that I've really connected with. And um, I remember this slight, slightly just tangential, but 
I remember I went to the Philippines with my mum and we we're in a restaurant and they they always have this band that's kind of going around uh. um, in the restaurant taking requests and they came over to us uh, and they said, oh, what song do you want to hear? And I panicked. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then I was like, I want to hear Pinoy Akko. And my whole table just cracked out laughing. And I just, I loved it because here's this like little girl from New Zealand, like oh. this multicultural girl being like, yeah, I want to hear the song about being Filipino. And it's just, yeah, I think that's probably why I connect with it. That is so beautiful. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a space where I'm trying to reconnect with my Malay culture as well. Mm. Um, I feel like when I came to New Zealand and I, I'm struggling with belonging, I try to grasp um, to be more Kiwi than I am. But now I kind of miss my Malay side, especially mm. with three years of not being home. Mm. Um yeah, I'm going to do a real a little research on Malay culture when this is done, you know. Um, so I feel yeah. like I need that. I need that um, sense of who I am, who I was before, mm. you know. Mm. And I think music is a great way to connect with that, right? It's a like, beautiful way, yeah. Yeah, mm. you've got the lyrics, you've got the beat, you've just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. That's a really beautiful song for the show today. Um Let's talk about poetry because um, that's something very important to you. And I know mm -hmm. that you have a website where you publish some of your poetry there as well for people mm -hmm. to read. Um, can you tell us what got you into poetry? Yeah, sure. So uh, ooh, how long ago was this? So a while ago, um, I was in between university and finding a job and I was asked by the Wellington Museum if I could put on an event for their 125 um, years of suffrage commemoration thing and I was like cool what are we going to do and I was like well I really want to organise a poetry slam among many things um, but I had gone to, through to a few of like Poetry in Motion so that's like a group that um, puts on monthly poetry events in Wellington and I was kind of like yes want to get more poetry in my life and it wasn't until we had people in the room really sharing their experiences, sharing their poetry, sharing their like deepest thoughts. Um, it was at that session and I was like, oh my goodness, I feel like I could write some poetry. And so that was probably, I don't know, five years ago or something. And like I went home that night and I was like, cool. And I wrote my first poem and I was like, actually, Olivia, you're actually not that bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> So ever since then, I think whenever I think of a prompt, like, I think, oh, actually, that's a really cool way of these words fitting together. Um, I just write it down and um, I might come back to it um, or I might just write it then and there, depending on how I'm feeling. Yeah. But it's a really great way for me to connect the dots of where I'm thinking in quite a creative way. Yeah. Um, and to see it um, in a good form you know once you've written it down and you see it and that felt like oh that's what I was feeling that's what I was trying to express um, yeah. but I can't you know but you do it with a poem definitely and I just I'm like in love with words and the way that words can make people feel but also yeah like you say like the way people expressing themselves or expressing their thoughts and so yeah and it's a bit of fun honestly <laughs> that's I'm all about that <laughs> 
I'm really interested to hear one of your poems today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sure you've chosen like the best ones to share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I have a few. I They're all about a minute to two minutes long. So yeah. I'll read one and then we can decide if we want to do more or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, great. So this poem, um, I picked it because we talked um, about identity today. So this is one that I wrote a few years ago um, as I was kind of contemplating my own identity. So it's called The Pieces of Me. All right. Okay. A big part of my little heart is my quest to diversify my identity. I sit with it and she sits with me and we smile with all the beauty and grace we can muster because we are comfortable in knowing that we are at home together like with my mother, strong like an oak, she teaches me to be patient, to be kind, to laugh with others. She teaches me the words that people need to hear and the words they don't. She teaches me to have faith in this world, in a world that has hurt her, in a world that has hurt me. A little part of my big heart lives the yearning that sits in me, and she sits with me when I glance at couples who seem to be in it for life. I wave to her because I must treat her with humility and trust that she is a friend who once is gone may never return. So I try to enjoy her company and we sit in the comfort of discomfort together. A little part of my big brain tells me to calm down, to not overthink and just play it cool. They don't need to know my plate is overflowing and I can't let them see the cracks in my fragile existence. But I know that everything will be okay. It'll be okay. I'll be okay. A big part of my little brain tells me the best is yet to come. She is the optimist that goes by realist and she sits with me as we craft our future and weave the threads that holds my parts together. She is my favorite, the true MVP. And we sit there with little hearts and big parts and I ask, is that all of me? And she replies, no, darling, the best is yet to come. <laughs> oh my God, that is beautiful. <laughs> I love like listening to things about like self um realization mm -hmm. and learning about the pieces of you um your younger selves mm. you know things like that that is beautiful um what made you write that um I think when I wrote it I was feeling kind of at the crossroads of like I don't really know who I am. Like, I'm kind of feel like I'm, you know, my biggest self saboteur. Um, mm. And so it was just a way for me to articulate all of the different things I was feeling, but seeing them as kind of parts that I have to honor, right? That, that each of these feelings and these, yeah, I guess all of these feelings have their own place. And, I think there was a line in there like sitting in the, the comfort of discomfort together and treating each part of ourselves with humility. It's like acknowledging that you do have emotions and that these are different parts of you that exist for a reason. Mm, <laughs> so, and that's hard, yeah. right? To um, accept those not so nice parts of you and mm. uh, realizing that it is part of me. I need to embrace that. I need to accept so that, you know, we can 
be at peace with all the other things that's happening inside us. Yeah, and it it brings, I think it allows you to be more joyful in those moments if you can sit with those not so joyful times as well. Yeah, the awkward times, you know? Yeah, Mm. and I think that's that's why I really like the way that the poem ends because it's very much like, um, you know, the best is yet to come, you know, we're we're in it together. (laughs) Mm. And also I, I try to write it in a way that, because I personally find it quite difficult sometimes to be kind to myself. So when I wrote it, I was like, what if you try and see these different parts of you as people, right? They're just extensions of you. And all of a sudden it feels a lot easier to treat yourself really well. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that is beautiful, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. I feel really good listening to it. <laughs> um, yeah. And where else can we find your work? Um, you can find some more of my poems at oliviaazote.com. Mm. So that's Olivia and then azote.com. Um, Azote is my middle name. Mm. <laughs> um, or you can find me on Instagram at the same handle. So it's at Olivia Azote. Um, yeah, otherwise send me an email. Say hi. <laughs> mm, thank you so much. Um, what a perfect way to end the show um and you know i just feel really good right now it's just (laughs) a really good place to um to be in um but before we do that i just want to shit i just want to hear um what other things you're looking forward to um this year or this month or tomorrow anything (laughs) oh we love we love (laughs) um i think uh, this is probably quite an abstract thing to be looking forward to, mm-hmm. but I'm really looking forward to. I, I think that we're on a really great track with diversity and inclusion in Aotearoa. I think, and the more that I'm involved in these different spaces, the more I'm kind of hopeful for the future, and that we can just embrace one another for who we are and what we all bring to the table. Um, and so. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited about seeing more of those things come up in spaces where people feel more connected and feel like they belong. So yeah. that's why I'm really happy to be here today too. Yay, so thank you so and much. thank you for doing this with me. And I'm sure you will be back because we have so much more that we could talk about. <laughs> All the K-dramas. <laughs> yes, yeah, we can do a whole show about K-dramas. <laughs> mm. Thank you, Olivia. And you have a really good day. You too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM.
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.